Blog Talk Radio. Brother, brother, there's far too many of you dying. You know we've got to find a way to bring some loving here today. Father, father, we don't need to escalate. You see, war is not the end. For only love can conquer hate. You know we've got to find a way to bring some love and kiss here today. Pick it black and pick it fast. Don't punish me with brutality. Talk to me so you can see.
Blog Talk Radio with your man L. Devine Bay. Hey, hey, hey. It's Wednesday, man. The day before Thanksgiving, a lot of y'all here traveling, man. So if you're traveling, you're on the road, and you just happen to pop by and see me on Instagram Live or Facebook Live, I like to say, like I say every time I start my show, man, peace to the gods. Peace, Islam. Assalamu alaikum to the nation of Islam. To the nation of Islam. Uh, peace to all my Moors, Islam, Hotep Alafia. And any greetings of peace, man. We bid you that. We bid you that. We want to make sure everybody is safe out there. I know there's a lot of weather elements going on all over the country, man. Some people experiencing snow. Uh, I heard it was a couple of tornadoes dropped down. All kinds of things happening, man. Uh, right where I domicile, I think we're just going to get us some heavy winds and some rain and maybe some snow Friday or something like that. But <clears throat> before we get into the topic, man, I want y'all to... Uh, Call in, because what I'm about to be discussing is is kind of, you know, a topic that we want to get into. We want to inform the people on uh, the history of Black Friday, uh, and we're going to change the narrative of Black Friday, because y'all know how we do. You know what I'm saying? We get caught up, and, you know, we kind of look a little crazy out here, running around, buying TVs and computers and, and fighting people in the stores and whatnot. And uh, when we get into the, the information and tell y'all what Black Friday, how it came about, and why I celebrate it, I ain't going <clears> to <throat> weigh in too heavy on the Thanksgiving aspect of it. If y'all don't know that, y'all can do that research yourself. But uh, yeah, man, we're going to uh, see if we can get a few more callers on the line. So 657-383-1528. I want y'all to call in. I'm about to hit me. With some background, you know how we do on the background side. Give me some background music before we jump into it. Jump into it. Shouts out to my people on their live, man. I see Jocelyn on there. What's going on? My brother Bone, he in there cooking it up. I'm seeing all your pictures, bro, bro. Uh, so what about Black Friday? I'm about to get into it, Jocelyn. I'm about to get into it. Jasmine, what's going on? Jasmine, how you doing, family? Meshack L, Christopher Meshack L, what's going on, brother? I think you folks, that was, that was absolutely dope. And I want to invest in uh, in the bank, sir. I want to put some, some, some fiat in that bank. Maybe drop some couple promissory notes and, 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 and some gold and whatnot. I want to invest my money with some black on bank. People that I know that look like me. But yeah, man. Um, basically, uh, Black Friday. If y'all want to take a quick peek uh, at some of the pictures that I tagged with my blog talk radio, my radio page. Y'all can hop over there real quick. Uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Delvin Bay or blogtalkradio.com forward slash Wealth Presence 101. And on there, you're going to see a few pictures, man. Um, kind of, some of them are kind of disturbing. Some of them are uh, kind of funny because, you know, I'm a funny guy. I, I like to Watch the fight, get around. Of y'all know me know that. But uh, but yeah, man. Uh, let me see. let me see. I'm gonna post something in the live if I can. Cause I'm live on my phone. On the computer, it might pull up something different. So what I wanna try and do is drop y'all one of the pictures in there. Or let me do it. Let me go ahead and drop the link in here. It's probably it's at the top. Y'all look at the top of the feed. 
you'll see blogtalkradio.com forward slash Elderfine Bay, and you see some pictures of uh, of the radio show, and uh, one of them that's hella disturbing is um, a picture of several Moorish women, African-American women, black women, whatever you want to call them, and they're being sold. Uh, being sold. The day after Thanksgiving, uh, it stems back from why they actually celebrate Thanksgiving and how football ties into that. And it's really, it's really disturbing, man. I, I really don't want to get into it too heavy with y'all, man, because y'all my people, and I know it's a holiday, and I don't want to get y'all all in y'all feelings. A lot of us are still sensitive about 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 things, about their holidays, about their you know they their traditions and whatnot. But the topic's Black Friday, so I want to I want to I want to stay on topic with that and what we really here to do today. So again, shout out to everybody checking in on the live, man. We get ready to go in. I got see, I got okay, I got about fifteen calls. 15 calls. I usually start my my Wednesday show at 7, man. So I'm an hour behind my West Coast family. Probably thinking, like, he ain't on tonight. But I'm on. Just trying to get y'all a few minutes to jump on here, man. And anybody on the live, if you got any questions or anything you want to uh, ask me about Black Friday before we get into the top topics and the facts behind it, shoot. This is your chance. You know, I can bring you on live, too. You know what I'm saying? If y'all familiar with how to do it. How you doing, D.D.? We about to break it down for y'all about this, this whole Black Friday fiasco and what we should be doing moving forward because we can we can change any negative into a positive, right? Right. So that's what I want to do today. I want to change the narrative from uh, a negative connotation for Black Friday and we're gonna make it into a positive connotation. It's something that we can do to uh, to show. It ain't about what, what you tell us. It's about what we're doing. What we doing. I don't want you to force feed me a TV for $99 and, you know, I step over a brother or sister to get it. And, you know, you know how to fight since this stuff break out. I was about to swear on them, but I ain't going to keep it 100 with y'all. So let me post this picture. Let me do that. Let me start with that. Let me post this picture. If it left me. It won't let me post the picture in the live because I'm trying to do too much on the computer in there. But okay. I'm going to give you a, a, a detailed description of what the picture looks like. Maybe that'll help somebody. <laughs> Go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Elderbine Bay. I want y'all to see this, man. Because it, it'll start the conversation. It'll start it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click the jump link real quick. But imagine... Day after Thanksgiving. Now y'all, Thanksgiving traditionally for y'all, uh, I say y'all because I really don't, you know, celebrate too much anymore. I don't at all the past three three years or so. But um, you're supposed to be thankful for what you, you know, what you what you obtain, right? So if on Thursday. Be thankful for everything that you have in your life, your family, your friends, your job, whatever it is. If you're supposed to be thankful, 
And then Friday, it says, okay, you mean to tell me people trample over others for sales exactly one day after being thankful for what they already have? It's it's kind of it's it's kind of comical, man. And um, Black Friday is not meant for us to celebrate or demonstrate in the fashion that we have been doing. We actually should be, you know, turned up and protesting Black Friday and the basis of how it came about. You know, like I said. Um, they had posters and was, and was uh, advertising Black Friday with the slave trade, and it was like a big day uh, to, to do that on having sales on their existing slaves because they knew the day after Thanksgiving they were going to need a lot of cheap labor to help um, with crops. And everything and getting ready for the winter so it's kind of a slap in the face to call it Black Friday and I know some people are going to tell you the history the origin of it <clears throat> is preceded by Black usually was the indication that something is a pretty bad bad day but Black Friday had a similar connotation but the very earliest use of the phrase Black Friday dates back to 1869 that they can, you know, actually say on uh, on record, on their record, on his story. His story, y'all get me? His story. Okay. Shouts out to Chicago. I see y'all checking in in the, in the, in the crowd queue. I also see Michigan. I also see Kentucky 502. I think that's Louisville. What's up? 513. I see y'all out there too. I see y'all raising your hands up. Okay. Okay, when we started to get the conversation bubbling, we got about 25, 27, 27 callers in the queue, and we're going to open up the phone line in a minute. But let me just go ahead and tell y'all a couple more things about the origin of Black Friday. Again, the earliest use of the phrase Black Friday dates back to 1869. 1869. And it had nothing to do with Christmas shopping. It was a day that Farmington gold prices caused the market crash. You feel me? So, this is one of the earliest phrases of Black Friday that they have documented. Now, like I said, prior to what I'm telling you right now was the thing when they had in regards to the slave trade. So, y'all keep in mind what I said earlier, and then we're going to go ahead and talk about what we're talking about right now. So, imagine if, if gold Plummeted. Talking 1869, gold prices crashed the market. The effects of which were felt by the U.S. economy for a year. So, the first mentions of Black Friday, as we know it, are said to have occurred around 1950s and 60s as it pertains to shopping, coined by traffic police who dreaded the days of Black Friday. So the Philadelphia Police Department used the term to describe traffic jams, intense crowding, and uh, downtown retail stores and everything. Um, he noted that one of the first uses of the term in print appeared in 1966 issue in American, the latest, a magazine for stamp collectors, but 
it's the name again which the police department given because they hate it to go to work on Friday after Thanksgiving because of the crazy, you know, the Christmas thing. So we're not talking about what we know it to be right now. So the Christmas shopping season was in effect. So all of the, the police department of Philadelphia, they coined the, the phrase Black Friday in, in regards to shopping. So the downtown stores were, were getting mobbed from opening and closing. A lot of people uh, looting, stealing, you know how it goes. A lot of people got hurt. So that's the Philadelphia Police Department coined the phrase Black Friday when uh, the Friday was black. And it's like I said, it's, it's kind of funny how, you know, they, they play on words when it comes to these holidays. And so, if you think about this holiday that we're about to celebrate or y'all about to celebrate, it's supposed to be about Thanksgiving, okay? Now, if it's about Thanksgiving and you're thankful for your family, uh, what you have, you know, your, your health, all of those good things. That's cool. So ask me or tell me why is Black Friday more promoted, more celebrated, and the anticipation is more about shopping than it is about being thankful. Thanksgiving to most people ain't nothing but eating and turkey and you know these little fries or whatnot. And being able to spend time with the family, watching the football game. And I love football. Everybody know me know that. But from a Moore standpoint, and if you do the history of uh, how the Moors fell, the Moors, the last standing Moor empire in Rome, when they cut the king's head off, Pay attention. <clears throat> and he was the last empire of the Moorish Empire from those days, time. So that day when they cut off a black man's head and they were freed from the Moorish Empire. They was in the street kicking his head around. We talking about our ancestors. People who ruled this whole Pangea before to the part. So the empire, the Moroccan empire, dates back way before anything that you can call black, white, whatever. So y'all do y'all research on that. But but stay with me. They cut the king's head off. They kicked it around in the street. So the term football, which is historically about soccer. It emulates them freeing themselves from the Moroccan Empire cutting the king's head off and kicking it around. So they made a sport of it. To further disrespect the Moors and they called it football. They still call it football today overseas. Now, when it became Americanized over here in the West, 
they gave her the, you know, the pig skin and they ran with the ball. So instead of kicking the ball, they ran with the ball. But they called it football just to re- reiterate or go back to the, to the fact that the term that we call football, we actually carry towards the term they call football called soccer to us. So keep that in mind. The day after Thanksgiving, they had that feast. <laughs> and then they celebrated the fact that they overthrew the Moroccan Empire. So that was their celebration. They were thanks, thankful for not longer, no longer being under the, the, the Moroccan Empire, the Moorish Empire. So that was a celebration and a feast for them. Now, that, that goes way back. So when you when you're looking at them play football, keep in mind when you see that soccer, whatever, the historic meaning behind that was them kicking the head of the last living king of Morocco or the or, or the empire of the Moroccan Empire when it fell. Y'all can look up this information. I have no problem with it, man. Y'all y'all check me if I'm if I'm incorrect in any of my statements because I pride myself as a more being, you know, historically, you know, I've been doing my best to try and get you the facts on the people stuff. So, that's one thing. Then, I gave you a little bit about the Thanksgiving and what they celebrate. I gave you a little bit about football and why they, 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 they do that <laughs> and why it's tied in with the same time frame. That's why, uh, parades and everything is centered around a football game. A football game. What the hell does the football game have to do with Thanksgiving, Christmas, and all of that? I can go further into it, but I want to kind of get back to that Friday topic. We're going to talk about that for a minute, and then we're going to change gears. And I'm going to change the narrative and show you why I feel we should Take a negative and make a positive. Take a limit and make what's that? That's what we do. We 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 are our people who are creative because we are from the creator. So for us to become, you know, subdued to to what people impress upon us, as opposed to us inventing and creating our own holidays, our own meaning meanings behind these holidays. And, and, and giving our kids the real, the historical facts behind everything because I don't want us to continue to look crazy out here in front of these people. Now, of course, a lot of people don't even know some of these facts. Some of them do, but know that the one percenters or the rich and the wealthy, they absolutely know the history of uh, these holidays. But most of them, are, are kind of negative, little, you know, dark and whatnot. But uh, trust and believe, all of the holidays that you celebrate are are, are basically corporate holidays, quote unquote, because everything is always geared and getting in your pocket. I don't care what holiday we celebrate, it was created out of thin air to make you get in your pocket and spend your money so you can go back into debt and back into slavery. So 
changing the narrative. If y'all got some questions, I see a couple of hands raised in the chat room. If y'all got some questions, um, put some questions in the chat room. Put your questions in on Facebook Live and Instagram Live. And I'm going to circle back in here to some of those questions and open up, the, open up the floor so y'all can ask me directly for those of you who are called in on the show live. Again, that number is 657-383-1528. Okay, so what, what what can we do to change the narrative on this Black Friday? Because the pictures, again, the pictures that I posted on the uh, air right now, I took the website of my radio show as well. You'll see, it's a picture of Michael Jackson eating popcorn from Thriller <laughs> and the memes of Thriller this year, Black Friday violence. You know, Things out of the black and white meme where they show people fighting over this and Christ. Uh, the foolery that we do and the, the levels in which we go to, to, to do what? To, to get up. Is it really about getting the catchy or whatever the Hollywood game is? Or is it, is it, is it are we being brainwashed? Are we really being brainwashed? I wish I really could put yourself in in the in the uh, in the seat of these people that own these corporations that own you know a lot of these stores and all of these products that we're running out and, and buying. If you could just stop and think about the joy that they get from seeing people fight each other over shoes. Clothes, television, them TV's been sitting there all freaking years, but because they they appear to mark the prices down y'all lose y'all damn minds to get a TV that's about to be considered old. It's all about because I'm a I'm an accountant and because of the taxes, I understand what the whole hype is. It's the fourth quarter; they're about to close out the fourth quarter, so. Anything that they put in production the beginning of 2019, they want to balance the books. So check this out. That's how this game works. In order to balance the books, they don't want to have any inventory. Because if you have inventory and you didn't sell all of your products and services, then guess what? You got to take a hit on that. Because at the end of the, of the year, all of your products and services that you don't sell is considered a loss. <clears throat> so, what better way? You don't want to eat your inventory and then try to re-up for the new year to come out with new products and services because people are not going to buy the old Xbox, the old PlayStation 4 when they got a new one that's set to come out. You know what I'm saying? They release a lot of new stuff in the fourth quarter to get you geared up to get in your pocket for the whole next year. So you understand production and you understand how the shipping goes. You understand the the, the, the chess game that's always played by America and China and uh, well USA and China and how you know you can't get stuff from China unless the trade. And the, and, the, and the sanctions and stuff is free. So if, if Trump wants to play bully 
and you say we gonna tax everything coming into the United States and it's costing China a ton of money just to send stuff over here because of the tax to be put on tariff tax and things whatnot. Then that causes the price of stuff to go up for you as a consumer. They can be all year long, but it's always a, a, a peace treaty, temporary peace treaty when it comes time to this Black Friday and the holidays. So you can look for everything to be cool, kosher this weekend. You can look for everything to be cool and kosher through the Christmas holiday. But right after the first of the year, right after tax time, you know what I'm saying? When they know you got more money to give them, then they do their celebration. They do their celebration in March, in April, because they just hit a lick from November, December, January, a lot of times they in February. Don't forget that. And then March, tax season. So five months, they killing your pocket. Killing your pocket. Hitting you with all kinds of commercials, all kinds of ads, Valentine's Day, Christmas, uh, New Year's, every month from November, December, January, February, and March. Because March is spring, right? So, yeah, you got to do spring sales, wrapping up that first quarter. So, from the fourth quarter to the first quarter, they're killing your pocket. You don't know it, you just know. It's, it's, it's celebrating it's the holiday season, all this season of your pocket. So, when they're busy with that, get all this shit. You gotta hurry up and sell everything to get ready for what? The new year. The new year, so we gotta sell everything at crazy prices. Low as we can, because guess what? We wanna re up. So, in order to re up, we got to get rid of this inventory. Once we sell everything we can or as low as we possibly can, if we left with anything else, then what they do is they charge it off. I'm going to give you another example. Okay? Say you got a credit card. Charge that credit card up. Whatever reason, you can't pay that credit card up. They don't tax you. They might you know, sue you, whatever they do. But trust and believe that in the year, you're going to charge that off as a lot. So they don't lose money. But even when they charge it off, the IRS gives them credit for that loss. As a creditor, they get credit for any losses to the consumers. Now, they'll put a hit on your credit. They'll send you the collection. They'll sell that debt. It's not even really a debt because they charged it off. They sell that debt. And then a collection company starts to call you first of the year. Aggressive. Because they bought your debt. Say you owe $5,000 on the credit card. They bought that debt for $500. Because, mind you, the creditor already got credit for that. He already discharged it. So it's like, boom, I'm cool. I don't got to pay. I got a tax break on that. So then they run around and they harass the hell out of us. They threaten to, to, to pursue you. They get you all stressed out and all of that because of debt. So they want you to run up your debt for the holidays instead of focusing, coming together with our family, the black family, 
the, the more we need to come together on Black Friday and only buy black owned business. So if we change the narrative and unpack this Black Friday concept <clears throat> because it ain't it ain't really a Black Friday, it's a trap Friday. So they they trapping you into to, to spending all your money. Your bonuses, they give you bonuses at Christmas time just to make sure you have enough money to pay your bills and go shopping because they got to stimulate the economy for them. And it's the fourth quarter. So like I said, you want they want them numbers to be what? They want they, they, they bank accounts to be in the black, not in the red. So while we run out and go shopping on Black Friday, we help put their companies and corporations in the black. Hence, Black Friday. So Friday after Thanksgiving, we're going to get this money. So put it in your layman's terms. Say, you're the dope man. Okay? You had a thousand keys at the, at the uh, beginning of the month. And you're like, man, we got to get these keys done because the bug coming in, you know, January, you got some new stuff coming in. January, if we don't sell our leases, we can't get none of the new stuff. So we have a Black Friday sale. So we let stuff go for the low low. The low low. Just because we know if we don't sell that, it's going to be sitting here and ain't nobody going to want it because the new thing is coming around the corner. So that's how we got to look at things. So I made a post earlier. Let me bring it back up because I want to I be exactly clear on what I said. I made a post earlier and it said something to the extent of um, holiday. I didn't say Black Friday per se, but I said holidays plus businesses equals opportunity. And that's true. So if you're a business and it's a holiday, this is your this is your come up. We gotta change the narrative of the lens from the being consumers to sellers. It's sellers and buyers in every everything in life. It's sellers and buyers. It's cool to have things that you want, but if you can't afford those things, and you always buy and buy and buy, which the black community, the Moors, whatever you want to call us, African American, whatever, we are the people who stimulate the economy of the entire world because the blacks, the Moors, the African Americans, the the Mexicans, the Latinos, people of color, but more specifically, the black community, we spend more money as consumers than any other race. Let's say race, because you know it is what it is. It's, just, it's only one race, and that's the human race. But typically, y'all understand what I say when I say we're the only race that spends more money than all other races combined on dumb shit. Like, and I ain't disrespecting none of my ladies, but it's, it's, a, it's a fact. You can Google it. You can Google this and find out how much money the black woman, the Asian woman, whoever, how, how much money did we spend last year speaking when I say last year, I'm saying 26. What is here? We can look at it real quick and find out how much money we spent this year on hair products. I'm talking about, you know, we run loose 
Listen, it's really in our deficit, our the debt, the national debt is like something like twenty two, twenty three trillion dollars. But we spend a trillion on just hair. Now, where are they getting the hair from? Malaysia, Asia, all types of you know, the, the best hair, the best human hair is coming from countries that the hair that's growing out of their head is a commodity. For who? For us. That shit ain't a commodity to them. That's their hair. But because we want to look so much like other people than ourselves, we willing to spend top dollar for their hair. And, and, the, and the, boy, if you do some history research on how they go about attaining their hair, it's crazy over there. You talking about straight up slavery. I mean, they pay them a little money for their hair, but man, it's, it's, it's bad out here. Like, it's bad out here about the hair game. It ain't no joke. But I don't knock nobody's hustle. I'm talking to the consumer. So if that's all you can do is buy, 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 and nobody's buying shit for you, eventually you're going to be broke. That's why we have to work for people, because we want to buy shit. Instead of working for ourselves, the sustainability for what we can, you know, I don't have a problem spending money with, with, with anybody that provides a service for me, but at the same time, what am I providing? What are we providing to the world other than entertainment, sports? That's our language. We can run, we can jump, we can sing, we can dance. Run, jump, sing, dance. We're good at that. We're good at acting. Anything in the tank. But what are we presenting to the world on a world stage? What kind of commodities, what kind of inventions that we're bringing to the table to have the rest of the world buying others in the same sports? And then, even when we look a little further, even in the entertainment and the sports field, those aren't our industry. We're just the players. We're the ones on stage singing the dance. And we do have some entrepreneurs. Um, Shout out to those that own their own record companies, entertainment companies, and things of that nature. It's only a few, but most of that world is controlled by um, the Jews. Hollywood, all of that controlled by the Jews, man. We're just going to be real about it. They control pretty much everything in the world. You can go back and find out who's behind this, who's behind that. And it's usually a Jew behind everything that y'all like. And it's, you know, it's not a problem. It's just they handle business. They doing what they need to do to secure the bag. So, what are we going to do about that, Trump? Like I said, we trying to change the narrative on Black Friday. So, my it's only opinion, y'all. And this ain't fact. This is just opinion. My opinion, I'm putting it in a bucket in order to change the narrative for Black Friday and not just the day after Thanksgiving, let's agree to agree as a people. Let's make every Friday Black Friday. When I say Black Friday, I mean where on Friday, we ain't buying shit unless it's Black-owned. We're not spending our money with nobody but Black-owned business just for one day. If we did that every Friday, imagine the impact we would make on the dial 
imagine the impact we'll make on their bottom line when they're on their uh therefore list if every Friday, which is the weekend, they expecting us to throw three, four trillion dollars just out of the black community because that's a given budget. They like, well, blacks spend three to four trillion dollars every year. But don't none of us own shit. But we spend that money. We spend it. They say the, the money that the black community makes stays in our hands less than an hour. So that means from the time you get your paycheck to the time you spend it with another race is less than an hour collectively, y'all. I'm not saying everybody when they get paid their money's gone within an hour, but I'm saying <laughs> collectively, if you do the average, you know what I'm saying? Most of us are living check to check, and that's just real. Some of us are doing a little better than others, but we're talking about millions and millions of us some of us are on a higher spectrum we might say 10 15 maybe even 20 percent of and that's 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 high numbers 20 percent of all the black quote unquote black i don't have to use the term black i use more but 20 percent of the black community might be living a little above check to check but see when you when you're in that 20 percent you don't think of the people that's living hand to foot or the people that's living from stuff that's, that's given to them. You know what I'm saying? You don't think about the, the people that's on assistance, uh, the people that need government assistance for food stamps, for housing, for all of the, the things that they're supposed to provide for us as a government. And then they make you feel bad if you need it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, as a government of the people, you are supposed to support provide basic necessities for the people. Otherwise, you're failing as a government. Shout out to P. Diddy, man. Shout out to Brian Calloway. I see some of my homeboys, my family checking in. I'm going to get to y'all questions in the chat room as well. But uh, let's let's do something about Black Friday, man. Let's, let's, let's make this the first Black Friday where we're going to all agree to only spend our dollars for Black-owned businesses or better yet, the minister's been asking us to do this for decades. For decades. When I say the minister, I'm speaking of the minister, uh, the Honorable Minister Farrakhan, Louis Farrakhan from the Nation of Islam. He states to show the strength, the strength now, to show the power of our dollar. Because I'm going to be real with you. I know we got campaigns where we're talking about Black Lives Matter, and they do. But guess what matters more to them than your life? Your dollars. Now, that's some real shit. Black dollars really matter. They could care less about a black life, but take that black dollar away from that and see how things change dramatically, dramatically. We we, we we agree on Black Friday. If every black, Latino, Mexican, anybody with melanin in their skin, if we all said we not buying shit on Black Friday, nothing. We ain't 
We ain't going to none of these department stores. We ain't shopping online. We ain't clicking Cyber Monday, all that shit. We're not doing nothing. For three days, Friday, just Friday, we ain't going to kill them. But just Friday and Monday, if we just said we not spending shit on them days, the whole stock market will be in uh, disarray. They'd be like, what the hell is going on? And you don't even understand how much impact something like that will, will, will make them start listening to our demand. Just something like that. If every freaking Friday was Black Friday, to us, we changing the narrative now. Change Black Friday or every Friday. Every Friday is going to be Black Friday. Meaning we're only buying black. Or we're not spending a dollar of our money on Fridays. If it ain't with a black-owned company or a black-owned business, we're not spending. If that happens for 52 weeks, this whole government, this country, everybody, all these 1% of these, these businesses, they'll start collapsing like dominoes. And guess what will happen to the black community? They'll start thriving. Because those three, four trillion dollars that we spend every year, that'll be being spent amongst us in our businesses. So take a trillion off the table and spend it with the black-owned businesses. A trillion dollars spent with black-owned businesses, man, we will be on hitting the four fastest-growing companies in America. We'll, we'll start getting more international looks because we're so effective in our in our paradigm of business. It's like we only look around, you know, our city. Some of us, you know, stretch out to our state. But if you understand the power of commerce and what we can do on a global level, it's somebody in in Bucharest right now might want something that you got. You might come up with an idea, a T-shirt, something. Somebody in Bucharest can get your T-shirt or your song or my girl was on here, uh, Bosty, Tasha from Yes Girl. Yeah, y'all check her out. But somebody in Bucharest might want some of your bundles or some of your products. You could send a package to Bucharest and get a check just like that from the power of the internet. And we ain't taking advantage of those opportunities and we still trapped in our in our in our divisions of, of my block, my hood, my city. No. Let us start doing business with Africa. Let us start doing business with these different countries. And we're making money with those countries. That'll stimulate our bottom line, our dollar. And if we only spend money in our businesses and we boycott their businesses, because anything that they can do, we can do because we've done it before and they stole it. There's nothing under the sun that you that you seeing now or in the past that wasn't created by I'm gonna say an Asiatic black man. Now y'all can you know y'all can de- debate all you want, but history does not no facts don't lie. Is story is complete fabricated. His story is what it is. It's his story. It's not our story. Once we, we, we understand these history books that you've been taught in school, that wasn't, man, listen, 
if you think your oppressor for over 400 years is going to teach you anything about your people, your true history, your if you think that, if you think these schools are going to teach us about our history, you're fucking crazy, man. School system was set up and designed just the way the, the church was set up and designed to keep you in line. It was set up to keep you in line. Like, even as the way that schools are teaching our children to walk in single file lines and, and, and be a cutter. They don't teach the white kids like that, man, in private schools and things of that nature. They let them, they let them learn and they let them, you know, they, some of them have circles, destined circles, because they want you to be able to view. Why should you be conformed to roles just like a slave ship? Stay in line. Don't speak out of turn. Do it like this. Don't do it like that. No, stay in here. You know, and then you go to college. No, you leave grade school. Then you go into what? What? Intermediate. They got the bills. They're they programming you for inst- they institutionalizing our kids. They're institutionalizing our kids to be set up to fit into this box of programming. They start programming us from the day we leave our mother's house, our mother's and father's house, and go into the world, they begin the programming. And it starts before that. They even start before that because they're programming our children to TV every day. Absolutely, Jocelyn. You said they allow them to be unconformed. That's correct. And that's why we have a problem with our teaching and our and our and our kids' learning abilities are curved because everybody don't learn the same. And if you have a child that has ADD or anything of that nature, you know it's hard for them to pay attention. It's hard for them to sit still. And the 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 uh, the traditional way of learning, you know, they want you to read and comprehend. Now, a lot of people have trouble comprehending what they read, even today. You know, it's just, it's just auditory and kinetic styles of, of learning meaning some people are more visual so if your son or daughter can't read a book and tell you five things about that book you know the, the five main things about that book don't don't think there's something wrong with them just know you haven't tapped into their learning strength you know what I'm saying try and, and, and do an audio, audio version of the same book and I, I kind of applaud Amazon for having audio books because some people learn and retain more information auditory. So, um, and that, that's a good segue. That's a good segue real quick to let y'all know about uh, my nonprofit organization, Know Your Work. We teach kids, adults, anybody that's willing to learn, we teach financial literacy, knowledge of self, attraction. So some of those things may not mean a lot to you, but the, the, the wealthy understand everything I just said. They teach their kids. They teach their kids about affirmation. If you see behind me, some of y'all that's on live, you see behind me, everywhere in our house, we have affirmation, prayers, 
I am in charge of how I feel. If today I'm happy, I am. All of the things that I am. I am that I am. I heard that. I heard that, right? I heard that before. I know a lot of y'all got some church background. So when they ask who you are, and he said, I am that I, I am, that I am, like, I am this, I am that, I am everything. We ain't gonna get into no religious uh, <laughs> rhetoric. But, but I'm just trying to let you guys know, man, if, if these school systems are telling your child that he can't learn, or because he doesn't learn, like, you know, the majority of the program people in his class, don't let that deter them from, you know, giving him a shot to something else because people can look at a movie. My son, we thought he had trouble reading and understanding and things like that. We started letting him watch a movie or a TV show, and he could tell you everything about that TV show. If he listens to something, he could run it down. But if you tell him that I'm reading, he's so focused and so, uh, he used to be so focused on pronouncing the word, just trying to say what the words meant, took his focus away from what the actual sentence or the paragraph or the story was trying to tell him. So it gets into a thing where would you want to just focus on making sure he knows how to read, per se, or give him some audio books where he can consume and intake a hundred books as opposed to him reading one book trying to learn and, and comprehend the one book so I took it upon myself to help him get past his reading card because obviously our, our schools are not really focusing on reading and comprehension they just focus on getting kids in there every day so they get they you know per diem for whatever it is now, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking education on the school system, but I am going to say this, and I'm going to say it firmly. Um, teachers are underpaid. We know that. Um, children are unruly, and that's not their fault, all the way their fault. It's a lot of things that, that go into the unruliness that you see in classrooms and everything, but you know, it could be stuff from at home, be uh, that they have a chemical imbalance because the parents uh, may have been on drugs or it might have been in their system. So a lot of things uh, happen with our children, man. So it's not their fault, but it's something that we can do to change the narrative, change the way that we're teaching our kids. I think the school system should focus more on intake and finding out their strengths before you thrust them in a cookie-cutter system that, that wasn't designed for us to learn that way. Some of us do learn that way, and we flourish. But most of us, we have a more colorful way of learning. So, a nonprofit organization, again, is no-your-work.org. Check that website out real quick. Just go over there and see what I'm, what I'm doing. I'm teaching kids, like I said, financial literacy because that's important. Our, our children need to understand credit. They need to understand banking. They need to understand what uh, assets are versus liabilities. They need to understand what uh, ROI is, the return on investment, profit and loss. These things 
of, of, of accounting and commerce and just business in general, we need to start getting our children programmed to know what they need to know more so than the bullshit that they're teaching, which is how am I going to survive once I leave my mother and father's house? Am I going to be able to sustain myself and my family once I leave my mother's house? We can teach our children from home from the age of five to the age of uh, 16 and they are, could be on a PhD level if it's concentrated learning on the on the area of interest that they're looking to pursue it's a fast track that they can get on they don't have to do gym they don't have to do uh, all these crazy ass classes that they put on a state exam that they have to and they're dumbing our kids down I'm just going to be real we do need to know the basic necessity, reading, writing, arithmetic. Y'all know how it was in the old days. We used to teach our children trade when they left high school. They were able to go into the work. Now we're programming our kids to go to college. And most of them don't even know what the hell they want to do when they go to college. They're just there and they're running up hundreds of thousands of dollars in student debt to come out and still can't get a job. So... You want me to go to school for 18 years, to go to school for four to six more years, to get a job, to pay back all of the money that I just went to school for, for what? <laughs> it, it's, 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 it's crazy that we continue decades, centuries, rolling and falling into the same little economic trap. The 40-40-40 plan was built for us. You don't go to work 40 hours a week for 40 years to retire on 40% of the money for the rest of your life now. There wasn't enough when you were getting at 100%. And they put you in this 401k program to put your money in there for 40 years and you can't touch it. Meanwhile, Every check that your money going in the 401k, your social security, they're taking money from you, money from me, money from everybody in the workforce. And they're investing that shit. They're investing all of our money, flipping it, making a new jumping jack. They're investing in the Coke, Pepsi, all of these big, big name brands. They're making money off your 401k to sit there for 40 years that your ass can't cut until you damn near. 65, 70, and then once you that old, what the hell are you going to do with the money if it's any there anyway? You might get a little bit of something, something, but the money that they made over 40 years, man, listen, <laughs> anybody that's on this live, anybody that's listening right now, if you are involved in any 401k program, I want you to call whoever has your, your, your 401k Fidelity, you know, something and tell them you want to know how much your 401k is right now. Right now, once you get that information, I want you to email me, call me, whatever, and I'm going to show you a trick that I teach in my business class, man. My business credit class, my business development class. If you have a 401k, I know they tell you you can't touch it, it's going to get penalized. Charge you, charge you 25% on 
on taking your money out early because they 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 looking at it like you can't touch that. That's our money. We we hope your ass die before you, you know you're able to take it out because your family ain't gonna know how to come get it. This shit is so sad, man. The eco structure and, and how they do commerce and how they bend to commerce so sad for the person that don't understand commerce. They don't understand financial literacy. So I said all that to say this. That's what I'm trying to bring to the table. I know I started this journey with doing taxes. I've been doing taxes for about 30 years ago. Um, I also been doing personal credit for people for about maybe four years. I started with myself for about maybe five, six years. I started with myself and then professionally about three or four years. And then I moved on to business credit because I saw the value in all of these entrepreneurs and one of the entrepreneurs in my community and abroad, people that look like us, um, having a lot of problems getting financed or getting business loans. So I'm going to give you a scenario. Regular person, let's say you got a lawn care service. You know, lawn care services make pretty good money. They make pretty good money. Now, if you have your business structured properly, and you're doing your banking because a lot of a lot of people, you know, do lawn care. They get paid cash under the table, and it's a hustle. Now, take the same scenario and set up your lawn care service under an LLC or corporation. Not a sole proprietor, and I'm gonna tell you why. Set your company up. Get a structure right. Purchase all of your equipment, lawn care equipment truck that you pull your equipment. I can show you a way to purchase all of those things through business credit where you don't even have to dig in your pocket to, to, to buy those to get your business started. These are things that, that, that we do because we don't know. So we take our money from our job. We take our money from our job, our checks, or maybe we, we borrow some money from a family member. We buy you know, a couple of uh, push floors. Maybe we, we got some family members that got a little bread. And we get us a ride in four or two. We do that. So so now we you know, we, we doing our own thing, we out here getting customers and we get the money from from you know, our customers on a weekly basis, a however, you know, a monthly basis. And we take the money. Now, what you should do is take that money and deposit it in the bank. Not to stay, but to show that you made some money. Because it's important for businesses to show that they have transactions in their business bank account in order to show that you're making money. Now, if you want to duck, you know, paying taxes, and you want to, you know, do it under the table and hustle, that's cool. But when that game is up and you, and you fall on hard times, you're going to need to be able to show that you have that you have a company that actually generates income. You have to show a paper trip. This whole country is ran by paper. And when you say money, it's not money. The paper that we think is money is nothing more than a promissory note. And I, I challenge any of y'all listening to pull out any piece of cash and look on it and see if it doesn't say Federal Reserve note, a FDR. See if it doesn't say promissory note, a promise to pay. Nowhere on there you see money because lawfully the only thing that's considered money is gold and silver. 
that's it. Everything else is promissory notes, fiat, cash. Call it what you want to call it, but it's not money. So those are all promises to pay. They just look pretty because they got the little white man on it. You know what I'm saying? Well, Harriet Tubman's about to be on the 20, so they got all the little white men on it uh, and the black woman on there. But they make them look pretty and they're cool, but they're presented as legal tenders, but they're not considered money. So when we exchange these promissory notes, all this ties into to Black Friday, y'all. So I hope y'all, not, I'm not losing y'all. All of this ties into Black Friday. So when we are spending these promissory notes, every one of them in your pocket that you have right now, it says we promise to pay this back. It's an extension of credit. I'm going to let y'all sit on that for a minute. And if it's an extension of credit, that means every dollar we spend, we in fact raise the deficit. Now, when they're telling you we need to stimulate the economy, so they're giving you stipends so you can go out and spend money to stimulate the economy, basically what they're saying is we need some more promises to pay to put out here so we can look like we're doing commerce. When actually, every time we spend one, the, the debt is going up. It's going up every time we spend the dollar, people. Because it's not real money. It's a promissory note. Another promise to pay. That's why it's $22, $23 trillion. Oh, I get deeper than that. I get deeper than that. So let me give y'all some solutions. Because I can talk all day about that. But I can give you more information about some of the topics that I'm talking about. I got an event coming up December 7th. So do yourself a favor. I only got room for 20 more people. So I've already uh, reserved seats for, for, for half the room. So I got enough seats for 20 people. Now, we're talking about spending money on dumb shit. TVs, iPhones, Apple Watches, earpods, all this dumb shit. Video games, all kind of crazy shit. We're talking about spending hundreds, thousands on things that's not going to benefit you at all. I'm asking anybody with half a brain to invest in your financial future, in your private education, because you can't get this information that I'm giving you in public sectors. I want y'all to understand, and I want you to repeat what you hear me say, because a lot of terminology that I'm using, I'm using for a reason, because when I say public sector, that means if it's a public sector, it's what? It's a private sector. And when you say private sector, that's a whole nother world that the public don't even know about. It's the difference between public versus private. If y'all want some documentation on that, hit me up. Instagram, Facebook Live, email me. Y'all should know where my, my, my formats are. Uh, you can email me, you can Instagram me, you can text me, blah, blah, blah. If you want some information about a few things that I mentioned, just email me. I should do all kinds of documents documentation to get you, get you, get you to reduce this point. But if you want to learn how to develop a business, you want to understand how to start your business, or if you can already have a business started, let me help you structure your business properly. Let me help you establish business properly. And let me help you get money for your business. I can personally guarantee 
if you follow my steps in my class, I can guarantee you funding for your business in 90 days or less, depending on your capacity to follow instructions and be 100% committed to doing that. So if you got three months, and I can promise you to get you whatever amount of funding you need to take your business from the ground to where you need to be, to purchase a building, to do whatever you need to do to operate your business for at least six months to a year. That means if you don't make a dime, you still have operating or working capital for a year. For a year. I can guarantee that in six months. Or 90 days. 90 days are ready. It don't even take six months if you're ready. If you're ready, you understand you need that in 90 days. You're going to be motivated to get it popping. Y'all can come to my event. It's December the 7th. It's on the Saturday. It's next Saturday. Next Saturday. If you're on Facebook Live right now or Instagram Live, just go to my page. You'll see flyers and events and all that. I don't know how many uh, seats are available. I think it was like 20 earlier today. Let me click on it real quick. Because I don't, I don't want to tell y'all it's 20 seats in there. I, I just posted the event day or two ago and I wanted to post it you know in the, in, the, in a little bit of a time because if you post stuff too soon people forget and we all do it you might see the post about oh, man I want to check that out and then you just forget about it you know we, we, we consume with, with so much it's like we're dealing with life so this is a life changing moment for some people because I'm giving you straight game now, if you haven't started a business, that's fine. We can get your business set up in a day. Anything that might take some time is for them to come back with your state registration if you register with the state. Now, let me see. Yeah, 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 yeah. We still got we still got 20, 20, 23 spots left. So if y'all click on the, the event, it's called the Business Credit and Funding Masterclass. I'm also going to be talking about tax strategies well so I do taxes too I, I'm certified accountants on my team where we handle your taxes it's for your business and your personal uh, my company for taxes is Midwest Tax Services we've been uh, we've been around for about maybe 28 years professionally um, but that's all under the umbrella of divine one principles so I'm gonna tell you what, what's going on in the class and I'm just going to give you the bullet points. I'm going to teach you how to establish your business credit. I'm going to help you develop your business and structure your business properly so you can be considered credible and fundable. So it's about credibility and fundability. I'm going to teach you how to do that. Uh, I'm going to guarantee you, guarantee you, guarantee you lines of credit. We're going to be able to do that before you leave, before you leave the event. Um... I also just partner with Ford Motor Company, and I have a way that I can teach you how to purchase vehicles. And I mean trucks, cars, whatever you want to purchase, you can purchase auto financing from Ford Motor Company. Anything on the lot, you can qualify and get that. Not based on your social security or your personal credit score. This is all based on your company, your company structure and your company credibility. So I literally got approved for five vehicles that I can go pick up 
um, a person is no money down. So when you're getting a fleet, you have to put some money down. But if you just want one vehicle, if you, you know you're a small business, you're not ready for a fleet yet, you can you can you can qualify. You can qualify uh, to get your business a vehicle. And I'm when I see your business, I mean you can literally go in there, purchase a car, truck, van, whatever. Based on your business credit and your EIN, not your social. So that that was huge. So we're gonna be talking about uh, that a little further in the seminar next Saturday. Um, I'm doing 50% off the ticket price. Normally the ticket price for my master class is $99, so it's $100. But I, I'm I'm having a Black Friday deal, okay? So I'm giving people an opportunity to come get this game that I'm giving for $49. $49. Y'all, some of y'all have spent that at the club tonight. So for 40 just say $50. $50. I'm going to teach you how to start your business, how to structure your business. And I have the gateway to show you how to get guaranteed funding for your business in 90 days or less, depending on your participation and your resources and your willingness to learn. So Thirty, if ninety days, you can't cut it. Six months, hey, where are you gonna be in six months? You still gonna be working? Where you working? Uh, you still gonna be running a bootleg business? Or you really you just you just trying to figure it out? And there's nothing wrong with that. Get out there and put your foot in the water, but don't drown. You need to invest in private education. You need to invest in financial literacy, and I am offering that to you so we can change this Black Friday and make it a celebratory thing for us, people of color. So we start by buying only black on Friday. So change from the Black Friday that they're talking about to every Friday is Black Friday. We're going to spend with our people. And if you do have a business, it don't mean we're going to spend with you just based on the fact because you, you have the same skin tone as us. No, if you have a business, you are responsible. You have a responsibility to the black community, the Moors, the people of color, the melanated magic, you have a responsibility to offer us the same, if not better, service than we've been getting with these Europeans, with these corporations. Because every one of us that has a, a desire to have a business or have a, 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 a dream to have your own thing, you can do that and you can be a corporation. You can be a Fortune 500 company. It's many, 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 many people that are making it happen right now. Kids. Kids out here making it happen. Because they put themselves in position to listen to someone that's teaching financial literacy, um, just teaching them real estate investment, just teaching them how to become bosses as opposed to workers. The rich and the wealthy people don't teach their kids to go to school to get a job. That is only for the, the lower and the middle class. The upper class, the echelon, they teach their kids to become bosses and run companies so you will have somewhere to work so you can continue making them rich. So let me let me let me give y'all a couple of more tips, man, because I'm gonna jump off here. I know y'all getting ready to go to the club. <laughs> y'all know I was in a club for thirty two years DJ and making y'all turn up. But even then, I was in a club, I was having fun, I was kicking it, but guess what? I was getting paid. 
I was getting paid for 32 years to be in the club with y'all, to fellowship with y'all, to make y'all energy turn up, to try and make y'all forget about the nine to five. That was my job for 32 years, man. In addition to working for LexisNexis, having my own tax company, having my own entertainment company, having my own studio where I, you know, I've been doing a lot and I have to do it. You know what I'm saying? I had to do it because I got a lot of kids. I got a lot of people depending on me. But uh, December 7th, make sure y'all click on the event and click on the uh, the event and also check out the nonprofit organization, knowyourworth.org. It's the dash in between every word. Check that out, man, so you can see what I'm doing on the free side for the community. But um, let me see, it's 916. I see my man Sub on here. TT, what's going on? Jay Johnson, what's happening? How you doing, sir? Um, also, my man Hop. Hop done heard a little of my skills before, man, but Hop, you and your people, man, y'all need to get with me, man. I, I got some breaking news, breaking news, and I'm going to be showing and unveiling to some folks. I talked a little bit about it earlier, but basically, I have a way that I partnered with Ford Motor Company to be able to get vehicles talking about cars, trucks, SUVs, uh, you know, the little printer vans, I think there's called, uh, I forget what it's called, but anyway, you can get vehicles in your business name, not associated with your social and with your own personal credit, with your business credit. So now you can purchase vehicles. I have a way where you can purchase real estate. I have a way where I can teach you so much game, but y'all got to be willing to learn and y'all got to be willing to apply it. So, let me give y'all some more tips or some other things that can get you ready for the real Black Friday, meaning getting your ass out of the red and getting you in the green. So if I have anybody on this call, on this show, I see I still got, I still got about five questions to answer in the, uh, in the chat room on Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to get to y'all in a minute. Uh, so just bear with me, bear with me. We on until... 10 o'clock, so I might do about 15 more minutes and then we'll open up the phone lines. So check this out. If your family members, I'm talking to your mothers, grandmothers, if, if your grandmother's still alive or whatever, it's something that, that's happening and it's becoming a little more popular in the, in the private sector of insurance. Now, y'all might want to take some notes on we change the course a little bit. I'm teaching y'all some, some tips and some tools on how to show Black Friday as something positive. So if you do this, you're gonna go from the red to the black. Especially if you're a little older. You, if you've been out here in a while, man, or you, your family members, your mothers, like I say, your grandparents—they still living. I'm gonna show you. Well, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you some some tips on how. You can take advantage of these life insurance policies. Now, most of us really don't get into the specifics of life insurance policies because we just, some of us don't even get them. Some of us don't have them. So if we're lucky to even have one, then that means we don't have to, you know, fry fish, have fish and chicken dinner, try and help bury our loved ones. So first and foremost, that's a wealth principle. That's like one of the first principles is to make sure that you're securing your 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 life or your death, your ascension. Don't leave that burden on your family members 
especially your kids. You know what I'm saying? So let's take care of that. Let's be let's be more mindful of what'll happen when we leave as opposed to trying to impress people while we're here. And that's that's really a hard statement to make. Because let's be honest, man. By a show of hands, <clears throat> I want, I'm going to take the survey. And I want y'all to be honest with me. On the on the radio show, on my, on my uh, chat line, I see it's about 65 of y'all in there right now. From a show of hands, raise your hand in the chat room. Raise your hand if you're on Facebook Live or Instagram Live. How many people on this call, on this live, actually have a active policy, a life insurance policy? Give me a thumbs up or just raise your hand in the chat room. If you're on the on the Facebook Live or IG Live, hit that like button. If you have an active life insurance policy, meaning if you was to die today, right damn now, do you have it covered to where your least your body will be taken care of, where you can be buried or cremated, however you want? Do you have those things in place? Or will it be left to your children, your mother, your you know, your family members to, to, to handle that? Okay, I see about fifteen likes out of sixty people. I'm glad y'all being honest. I don't see no no thumbs up in on Facebook Live or IG Live. But I'm glad y'all being honest, man, because it's important to be honest about it. You don't know how many people get that call. It's like, when you get that call, man, it's like, what do you do? It's like, everybody's sitting around like, damn, we're trying to scrape up some change. Very poopy. Or, you know, it's like, and we shouldn't have to do that. Because, like I said, while we're here, we're balling. We, we want the rich kicks. We want we want to have the latest whips. We want our trunks to be banging. We want to be sitting on some 40s and 30s. And, you know, we want to we want to smoke every day. You know, it's, it's, it's just the lifestyle that we're choosing to live. It's no... Problem. You doing that and you securing your bag and your protection for your family to where if something does happen to you, you're putting your family in a better position. Like, we don't need to take advantage of, of, of these easy things. The things that, that they left the door wide open, like, get life insurance. So, in case something happens to you, you can pass money over to your family. That's a requirement for everyone. Everyone. If you don't have a life insurance policy on yourself, you're selfish as shit. And I hey, I I fell victim to that as well, you know what I'm saying? But it was like, yeah, man, if I can't do nothing, I at least don't have enough money left for my family to bury me. So they don't have to worry about that. You know what I'm saying? So take responsibility, man, and do that. And the reason why I brought all that up about the insurance is that you can create a policy. So there is a company called NationalFamily.com. There is also a company and a, and a, and a insurance broker by the name Patrick Hill. Patrick Hill. Patrick Hill. Y'all, y'all been googling, pull him up on Facebook. Some of y'all know him. Um, Patrick Hill offers life insurance and amongst a, some other types of insurance. But I rather y'all get a policy with somebody that looks like y'all for obvious reasons. But I know Patrick has his own brokerage firm. So 
I want to support people like that. I also want to support my family members. Uh, Amos Jeffries, y'all seen him? He's a household name here in the community. Uh, support, support these black-owned insurance companies. Um, uh, it's my man by the name of Red. I forget his first name. He's a state farm agent. Uh, y'all can look him up. I forget his first name, but I think it's J.R. Red or something like that. But J.R. Red, Amos Jeffries, that's my cousin, that's my family. Patrick Hill. These are three names that I'm just giving you right off the top that you can get a policy from. Now, I don't know their rates, but I know I want y'all to shop with them first. But you can get a policy, let's just say a $50,000 policy for $15 a month. And if you don't know how to get that, holler at me, holler at Pat, holler at Amos Jeffries, holler at my man, uh, Mr. Red. They'll walk you through these steps and it can get you a good policy. Now, what, what a lot of people don't know is that there's a 20 just hold on, hold on, let me give y'all a statistic. <laughs> I like to be clear on what I'm saying because I don't want to quote something to y'all that's, 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 that's not true. Insurance is at an all-time low from 20 years. This is a 20-year all-time low right now. So this is the best time to get in the game as far as, you know, getting some life insurance. And I'm going to show you why it's important to get life insurance, not only just to bury yourself, you know what I'm saying, to make sure that you, you don't have to put that burden on your family. But it's also for this. It's something that you can do that a lot of us are blind to the fact. And I know some of our, our ancestors, some of our, our, our older generation, they don't know about this shit. I guarantee tell you. There's a way that you can sell your life insurance policy. And I know you're probably saying, well, why would I want to sell my life insurance policy? There's several reasons that you want to, you would possibly want to do that. Uh, a lot of us understand when our, our elderly, yeah, Ronnie Red, you're right, Jay. Ronnie Red, that's his name. Good dude, too. And yeah, Ronnie Red. But um, one of the reasons that you might want to sell your insurance policy is to, to pay for your medical expenses for your elderly. So say for instance if you got someone in your family that's over seven, they're automatically eligible to sell their <clears throat> life insurance policy and what it's called is called a life settlement. So this life settlement will be able to give you some money while you're still living. Whether if you want to borrow it or if you want to take it out. You can take these life benefits or life settlements and get money for them Why are you still living to take care of you know hospital bills medical bills your care if you, if you have you know you need care all of these things can be done off of something that your 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 loved ones paid into all of these years because that money is sitting there and once it matures a lot of people get whole life insurance some people get term insurance so after the term is done the 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 you've met your 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 term so it's like if you don't die within that window, then you have to get a new term policy. So the, the terms change because your health is going to change. So saying all that to say this, if you have a family member that's 70 or older, or if you have a family member that has serious health conditions, let them know about the life settlement 
and be able to take advantage of that, man. If you want to sell the policy or if you want to just borrow against the policy, there's ways that you can do that and you can get money and you can just say if you have a $100,000 policy, okay, and you ran into some problems and you need about twenty-five dollars or $50,000 of that policy. Now, if you want the policy to stay at 100000 you can borrow against your policy and pay it back. Or you can take $50,000 out of that policy, and that just reduces your whole life benefits from 100 to 50. A lot of us don't know those ways to be able to, to leverage your insurance policies to be able to start a business or to be able to invest in a property or to be able to take care of health and medical benefits. You don't have to give them the details of what you want to do with the money. You just know there's a way that you can get some of your money from your life insurance while you're still living. Life benefits or life settlements. Look up the information. Um, Another thing that y'all can be saving some money on right now is auto insurance. And the way that you can do that, I'm going to give you a site. If you go to U.S. Auto, U.S. Auto Insurance Now.com, put in your state and your zip code, your age and everything, and they're going to tell you. They basically take a, a whole, the whole country and compare rates, and they give you the best rate for your particular terms. It's people they went from paying like 1100 1200 uh auto insurance for six months to like $200. Like, I don't know if that doesn't ring a bell with y'all, but living in the state of Ohio where you require to have insurance, if you could save six $700 every six months just by making a phone call or putting your information in there to see the rates, because we know what we do. We, we go to the big three. <laughs> all state. You see it on TV all the day. They program us to go to all state. They put somebody in there to look like us to make us think it's black owned, but it's definitely not black owned. Definitely. Um, the general put Shaq on here. Look like us, but that ain't owned by us. Y'all need y'all to know that. Dyco. All of these companies, these car insurance companies, you know, the general, Dyco, State Farm, not State Farm, but they, they, they sell car insurance as well, but. We go to these same people because we're programmed to go to them. Now, if you do some research and you go through this auto insurance, uh, U.S. Auto Insurance Now.com, this company was made, founded by three people from Ohio, Dayton, Ohio. They went to school in Columbus. They came up with an app. To be able to compare insurance policies all over the country and getting people riled up because three individuals from Dayton, a Dayton, Ohio company, is disrupting a $200 billion industry. These car insurance quotes, this this website or this app, they're not an insurance company. They just compile an algorithm that lets you compare and shop your rates before you say, okay, I'm going to go with this one. And it's saving people money, unbelievable amount of money. They're featured on the Fortune 500. It was one of the fastest growing companies back in 2017. Now, two years later, they are disrupting the whole auto insurance company, the industry. 
Now, one thing that's important is your zip code. Depending on what zip code you live in, your insurance could be through the roof. But you know, New York, Chicago, those type of states, they give you higher insurance rates because obvious reasons. It's a lot of crime. It's a lot of accidents in those big cities. But something as simple as using a different zip code, you may live in New York City. But if you live in the Bronx or Brooklyn, somewhere outside of the part of the city, if it's a different girl, or if you have a mailbox or something that can give you a different address, that could be the difference in saving you two or three thousand dollars a year. Just something that simple. But I ain't gonna go into the specifics of it, but if you want to compare your rates and see if you can save some money, go to usautoinsurancenow.com. That's a plug. If you could save two, three, four hundred dollars in six months, you could take that same four hundred dollars and apply it in your private education in your financial literacy. You can start your business with four or five hundred dollars. Literally, it's a couple fees that you find with the state, a couple documents you can fill out, and boom, you have a business. Opening up your business bank account costs you hundred bucks. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just, there's so much information that I want to give you. And I'm trying my best to do it on these free radio shows. Um, but I got to get y'all engaged because the cool that some of y'all are checking in on Facebook Live, some of y'all checking in on Instagram Live, my YouTube channel, all of that's cool, but it's more important that you call in and ask your questions on the show. If you're on a format, it gives my audience a broader look because I'm in 17 countries right now. So whether or not my, my local people are, are getting this or not, I'm in 17 countries. My radio show is doing well. Podcast, you know what I'm saying? So give information. It's like a wealth principle one-on-one, but I just gave you a wealth of information because wealth is not it's not measured by money. Some people are wealthy just knowing that they're at, they have peace. Some people are wealthy because they know that they're healthy. Health is the number one wealth principle. So, you know, I don't want to ramble about that, but back to this insurance. So, you, one, you can sell your life insurance policy. Two, you can borrow against your life insurance policy. Now, what are the requirements to be eligible? I say you have to be 70 or older, or you have serious health conditions. The other caveat is that your policy must be 24 months or more in order to take advantage of selling or loaning or borrowing up against your your policy. Now, uh, my expert, Pat, Patrick Hill, he told me some policies, some companies, insurance companies, allow you to be able to uh, borrow against some of your your benefits, your life benefits, after maybe 90 days, 30 days, 90 days, something like that. So it just depends on who you're dealing with. You might be able to borrow against it just in case an emergency comes up. But take advantage of these insurance policies if you have. Take advantage of your 401k. Borrow against that thing. If you don't want to borrow against it through uh, Fidelity or whoever you have it through, contact me. My company can show you a way that you can borrow against your 401k without touching it. It just basically they slap a lien on it until you make the payment back to them. So you have the ability to borrow against your 401k without touching it. So 
all of these are, are, are different types of ways that you can get business funding. If you have collateral, property, deeds, anything of, of, of decent value, you can borrow against that. So if you own some homes, if you own some land, if you own some some, some equipment, you know, some cars, not you know, not no cheap cars, be real. If you wanna borrow against your, your collateral, it has to be something worth something worth, you know what I'm saying? This is business loan. So all of these tips and tidbits and I'm giving y'all today, man. I need y'all to jot them down. Jot down US Auto Insurance Now dot com. US Auto Insurance Now dot com. And just do a little quick quote to see if you can save some money on your insurance. Also, greensettlements.com. That's one of the companies that will buy your insurance policy, your life insurance policy. They also will allow you to have a life settlement or you can borrow against your insurance policy. So check them out, greensettlements.com. Another life insurance company that is offering a $50,000 life insurance policy for $15 a month. So you can't tell me you can't afford $15 a month. You can check them out at nationalfamily.com, but I will first ask you to check out my brothers, my black-owned business, Patrick Hill, the insurance broker. Look him up on Facebook and Instagram, Patrick Hill. Uh, my cousin, Amy Jeffrey, insurance broker. Look him up. Uh, and my man, Ronnie Red, also with Pay Farm. Look them up. Shop with them, ask them. What's a fifty thousand dollar policy cost me per month for whole life insurance? Pick up the phone, man. Get your life insurance. Get your life in order. <laughs> Get your life in order, man, because you don't want the, the untimely demise of something happening to you or the burden of your family. I see it too much, man. I don't want nobody selling chicken, buying fish, trying to get in the ground and burn. You know what I'm saying? To burn my remains. I don't want that for my family. I don't want that for my family. So stop popping bottles put some insurance in place for your family. And if you have elderly people that are sick and you don't think they have that much long to be here, I know it's insensitive to some people because they get their feelings and emotions involved. You and your family members need to come together collectively and put a policy out on your grandmother, your great-grandmother, your mother, whoever it is, so when that day comes, because we all have an expiration date, whenever that day comes, it'll be a comfortable transition to know that you will be able to take care of her and send her off the right way. In addition, it's a, a possibility after, depending on how much the life insurance policy is on your elder, there are leaving money for you to secure a home, secure a business. So if you want to get a million dollar policy out for one of your elderly loved ones or most get together with the people in the family that have a job and send a little money and make sure that policy is paid. It might be a year, it might be five years. Make sure you have enough money to make sure that that policy is paid. Because when that day comes, not to say it's a payday, it's just a little easier on the family able to take care of your loved ones and send them on their way properly and to know that they left behind to help the next generation behind them. So these are just some simple techniques that can change your 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 your, your family name, man. It can change the whole structure of 
your family and the, the, the children that come up behind you. you have, you're responsible for your generational wealth and your generational legacy for your family. So somebody got to step up. And if y'all can do it collectively by doing one thing, and that's, you know, getting insurance policy for your elders, do that, man. When your elders get old, they don't have money. They don't have time to be worried about that. It's, it's up to the grown folks, mature folks, to be able to look at that and like, okay, I know grandma going to pass one day, so it's good that we need to put something in place. And if it's 100000 it might be 500 it might be a million dollars. If grandma passes brings a million dollars or $900,000 to the table for you guys to start your business or start, you know, purchase some property, land, so you always have that in the family. Then you own something on this damn planet. It's not something that's, you know, it's not a, 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 a liability. It's an asset. Assets can be transferred from generations to generations, but if you buy that car and them rims and, you know, all this shit, that's not going to mean nothing. Nothing. So if you do invest in a family uh, policy, set up a trust, and you guys, you know, take care of your business, man. And get an insurance policy of yourself. Even if it's just 50K, man, that'll, that'll take care of the funeral expenses, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I see nightwithinsurance.com. Bro, I said usautoinsurancenow.com. So if you go to that one, that's the one that I was talking about. You can put a plug in there. So yeah. Uh, yeah, if there's any questions, then, then we'll see. Uh, what's going on, Arthur? Tonight, tonight. Uh, yeah, I don't see no questions there on Facebook. Let me go over to the Blog Talk Radio chat room. <clears throat> okay, I got. Damn, I got a lot of questions here. I'm, I apologize. I'm glad y'all still tuning in with me. We got over 85 callers on the queue. Okay, we're going to get into some Q&As in a minute. Uh, and I'm going to end the live on Facebook and jump on these questions for the last, what well, we got about 15 minutes. So, yeah, I'm going to jump off live here in a second. But um, the first question in the chat room, <clears throat> Black Friday, what did I miss? Oh, uh, man, you missed a lot. You missed about the history of Black Friday. I gave you three uh points from Black Friday because uh, a lot lot had to do with how did it start what was the first time the, the, the phrase was coined um, they didn't really call it Black Friday from the original Black Friday was how they used to sell our women the day after Thanksgiving and our men in slavery because they, they needed some cheap labor to get ready for the next you know but they had to get a lot of stuff taken care of for the winter. So that went down. That happened. <laughs> um, the other thing was like when the stark market crashed because gold plummeted on that particular day. So they called that a Black Friday. And then later on, the Philadelphia uh, Police Department declared Black Friday because they said it was a day that, you know, it was all bad for the police department trying to uh, secure and, you know, conduct business with all of these people running to the doors and blah, 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 blah. So it's, it's a lot of different terms, but the original term, the original Black Friday 
was about it was, it was tied to slavery and they were selling slaves for cheap. So with malls and stuff, they were selling slaves for cheap for the low low on that day. So it was like after eating Thanksgiving dinner the next day, they went to the chopping block and they bought some cheap labor. Yep, and Thanksgiving, just to give you a little bit another head nod in case you missed it, Thanksgiving dates back. The whole thing that they're celebrating was the fall of the Moroccan Empire. The last king was killed on that day and they cut his head off. And to celebrate them cutting his head off, they kicked his head in the street. That's where they came up with the term football. Not the football that we watch in America, but the soccer game that they watch all over the globe. That whole game is inspired by them kicking the head of the last emperor from the Moroccan Empire when he was overthrown in Europe. Because we ran Europe. We ran the whole continent. But that's not up for debate. It's a little caveat. So that's what you missed from earlier about the Black Friday topic when we went on. But my purpose today was to give you on Black Friday and then to change the narrative on Black Friday. So we want to go from spending and, and, and making their bottom line black from our spending and do one of two things. The minister states that we should boycott and don't spend no money on, on Black Friday just to kick them in their pocket because if we take our $3 trillion a year that we spend off the table one day, if everybody consciously said we're not spending no money on Black Friday, definitely ain't going to these department stores and corporations. We're not, we're not going to be in this we're just going to sit back and chill or if we spend our money just with black home businesses and not just the Friday after Thanksgiving do that every Friday make it a buy black Friday if we did that 52 weeks in a row we would be able to cripple a lot of these corporations just by keeping our money in our community so if we took one of the of the Three trillion dollars that we spent last year, put one trillion in the black community, in the black business. We kept that money in our neighborhoods, stimulated our neighborhoods and our community. Then the, the, the game changes. We can be that new Black Wall Street that my man Jay Morrison is trying and inspiring to be. He's doing a hell of a job with it too. Shout out to my man Jay Morrison. Shout out to my man E. Grant and uh, uh, the Rock Boys. The G.O. Ag crew. <laughs> Shouts out to my man Meshach, man. Christopher Meshach L. And congratulations to having his own black owned bank. Uh, yeah, before I wrap up, man, I'm going to give another head nod to my man Meshach. He had a post earlier today. And I want to I wanna read a little bit of it so y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Dear yeah, Data, State Native. Graduated from Dunbar early. Uh, he's been all over the world working for the likes of NASA, uh, working for Honda. Um, he worked for the base when he was 17. He was still going to Dunbar working at the base. 
accomplish a lot of things, man. And let me give y'all this little quick uh, post that he put, put out here. In 1891, 127 years ago today, Turner Janot purchased 500 acres of land in Kentucky for $500. Five generations later, he said, I am proud to say we have established the first black-owned private bank, the 5G Trust Company, established November 26, 2019, in Clark County, Kentucky, setting the foundation for the next five generations. Thank you, Uncle William, for your guidance and establishing a legacy that I'm proud to represent and continue to grow. Rest in power, huh? Thank, thank the Most High for my DNA. Now, I don't know how that rubbed you or how that made you feel, but you need to go check this, 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 this post out because he said 127 years ago 1891, a black man purchased 500 acres of land in Kentucky for $500. Five generations later, my man, Christopher Meshach L., was able to have the first private, black-owned private bank, 5G Trust Company, established yesterday, y'all. County, Kentucky. Now that's facts. Y'all can say what you want to say, but my man has his own private bank. And I want y'all, I'm going to share it right now. I'm going to share the post right now. But I want y'all to do some research and and if you don't do nothing else, this is this is Daytonian. This, he, he graduated from Dunbar High School. I need y'all to, to be real clear. Getting it out the mud. That's my home. My business partner. And he's doing a lot of other things, man, with uh, his company, iWire Technology. He, he's, uh, he has these things called smart homes where he come in and install not just your solar panels, but he can have a sustainability project. His smart homes pretty much run everything in the house from the power of the sun and the wind. So, you get one of his houses, you basically purchase the house, and you don't have to do anything else. You don't have to pay no electric bill. You don't have to pay a internet, cable, TV bill. All of it inclusive. And we're going to get into more of that. I'm going to have you on the show again. Uh, probably, you're probably going to jump into that Saturday. Probably, probably going to roll, pull up on him Saturday or something. We'll have him come up here, and we're going to do a live show uh, with Mr. Christopher Meshach L., uh, formerly, most of y'all know him as the Matrix. Some of y'all might know him as his, his, his old uh, slave name, Christopher Gay. Uh, but he's, he's an L now. He understands the, the, the importance of nationality, and he understands now that he has his nationality, he's able to do things that we cannot even fathom, like owning his own private bank. And one more thing, he also sold the first, he made history of selling the first property, which is, he has his own cryptocurrency, and he was able to, to, to sell a home 
under that. So that particular currency is now backing his, his, his crypto. So his crypto will always have a value based on that property that was sold with that digital transaction. So shout out to my man Christopher Meshach, yo man. Keep doing your thing. I see my man Ronnie is on the line. Bro, bro, bro. I got to get back to a couple of questions on the live radio show. But uh, I'm going to holler at you when I get out here. I'm about to end this live so I can answer some calls, man. If any of y'all live want to call up and ask me some questions live on the air for free, the number is 3. Uh-oh. The number is 657. 383-1528. I'm sorry. You said it again. 657-383-1528. Killer Cab, I see you, baby. We'll put the number in here one more time for y'all. 657-383-1528. Then I'm about to start taking some calls. Live on the air. I see I got a, a gang of people. I'm glad y'all checked in, man, because my show usually over at, at 9. I started a little late tonight, but we got eight minutes. Eight minutes, y'all. The lines are about to be open. Uh, the first caller I'm going to take, uh, area code 614, Columbus. So, uh, yeah, 614, your last call will be the number. It's 6262. I'm about to uh, open up the call lines, man. So, y'all got some questions? Go ahead and shoot. Uh, you live on the air with your man, Eldervine Bay, Block Talk Radio. Caller, you on the air. You on the air? Who I got on there? Who I got on there? Six one four. Got a shower. Okay, that's fine. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving on to the next one. Uh, let me see. Hold on. I got a couple more questions in the in the chat room. Let me go ahead and answer those real quick. I don't want to be rude. Okay. <laughs> God's gift. God's gift. 959. Go ahead with your... Let me see. Uh, this is chat room. Your question. Okay. Um, Alright. The question was, what was the name of the insurance company that will buy the life insurance policy? Um, one of them, the one that I, I mentioned, was greensettlement.com. That's G-R-E-E-N settlement.com. And the other one was, what was the name of the insurance company for the $50,000 life insurance uh, for $15? Yes, that was nationalfamily.com. But, like I said, you can Google Jeffrey Oglesby, Amos Oglesby, Amos Jeffries, I'm sorry, I'm going to tore my name all up. <laughs> okay, Amos Jeffries, State Farm agent or broker. Uh, also, Patrick Hill, um, I forget the name of his company, but you can, you can Google this guy, man. He has a broker, an insurance brokerage firm. Um, I think his company's called Square Capital. Yes, for capital. And then uh, Ronnie Red, uh, also, these are some black-owned 
companies and you know we just want to do our diligence and, and check them out before we just give our money to these other individuals even though they have a, a good deal and i wouldn't have put it out there if i didn't find it some value in it so 50k for 15 dollars a month yeah y'all want to look into that at least you'll get started with it you know what i'm saying so that's a good look to get get the ball rolling okay Uh, let's see. Gwen, I, I can't pronounce that last name, but Gwen in the chat room, she states, what do I have to do to attend your seminar? Okay. I see that you're not local to where the seminar is going to be, but that's fine. We have the ability to bring you in on the Zoom conference. So any individuals just listening, it's not going to be in the Ohio area just for the event that I'm going to be doing on the 7th. No fear. We can still get you in the game, in the room via a Zoom conference, like a webinar. I do these a lot. So as we're doing the event for uh, a small fee, it's not going to be any, it's only going to be $20. For $20, I'll send you the, the information if you're really interested in, in being there via a webinar. Basically, you will be able to be in the room with us and you can ask questions and go along just like those of, of, of those individuals that will be there physically. Um, there won't be any difference in the seminar and the webinar outside of the fact that you're there and we're going to be here you'll be able to uh, tune in for $20. And that's because you're not physically in the room, but I want everyone, everyone that wants to be in attendance and get this information, hey, we opening up all types of ways to do so. So once we sell out, we will offer that option as well for those of you who may be in the area but might not be actually in the city or you might not be able to make it. So you will have the ability to log in uh, like I said, it'll be a quick little payment. Once you get the payment sent, you'll get a confirmation along with the passcode to log into the Zoom. So that way you can see and hear and be able to ask your questions in real time. So that's always the option that we have on the table. So don't forget, December the 7th is the date for that. I got about two minutes. <laughs> I got about two minutes, man. I meant to uh, kind of get into some more questions. For my listeners, man, I appreciate y'all for checking in. Everybody, uh, seven o'clock on Wednesday, but tonight was a little, you know, hectic holiday season, so I pushed back a little bit. But I will be back on the air Saturday at one o'clock, Saturday, one p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So y'all make sure y'all come check me out. Blog Talk Radio. Dot com forward slash L Divine Bay or forward slash Love Versus 101. You can find me. Y'all be safe. Happy holiday. Remember Black Friday, man. We're taking the narrative. Get you some life insurance and holler at the folks. Peace out.